0: Welcome to the Gospel Coalition Africa podcast, where we seek to renew our minds and challenge our hearts with the glorious gospel of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. My name is Black Newborn, and I'll be your host.
1: As you're saying, we need to constantly, in every area, um, be influencing culture. Uh, Music is one of the, for an African, the biggest um, places where where we can do that um, as a church. Prioritize the, firstly, good theology, uh, investing in that, investing in our people uh, to think, to help them think critically about why they sing what they sing. We need to be resourcing good, uh, well-taught people to be contextualizing the gospel through, through song and through music.
0: Pastor Reverend
1: Bishop Kouvedi. Um, I like those titles. It's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> David, please tell us who you are and what do you do? Um, so I'm David, uh, married to Puseleto, and uh, I'm a full-time husband and dad to Wahile. And I have a privilege of uh, being one of the ministers at Christchurch Madrid.
0: Cool, bro. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about about music. In fact, I'll just ask the question, um, yeah. and and we'll we'll get to it. But the question that we we wanna answer is how can music engage the African mind with the gospel? Um, so that's that's gonna be the yeah the sum of our conversation. But I think we can start off by defining, um, yeah, well, not even defining, but kind of justifying why we're speaking about music in relation to. To the African mind, why is it even a conversation we should be having? Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a great conversation to be having. In fact, I think we yeah too late into 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 it. Um, firstly, because I think of the role that music plays within the African culture, yeah. uh, which is a massive role uh, in terms of the, the culture itself. It's such a holistic. Um, culture mm-hmm. in terms of when we sing, when, when we have weddings, when we have funerals, uh, when we work, yeah. uh, just everything seems to be accompanied to with, with music and it, it plays a huge role in how we express ourselves as um, Africans, how we express some of the things that we hold dear to our hearts and how we reaffirm some of the things that we um believe, um i.e. if we from a traditional African African traditional worldview, yeah. uh African traditional religion, um, the songs that we sing during our um ancestral ceremonies, uh those define for us um who we are, what we should be doing. Yeah. Um and who we should be paying homage to. I don't know if that might be confusing for some lis- listeners. Um
0: Yeah, I mean I mean I think that's cool. We can we can even double tap on that. Um So you spoke about the fact that that music plays a, a huge role uh, just in, in 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 all areas of our lives. Yeah. Um So can can you can you give us an an example of um just the, I mean, not of an example of the kind of music, but but, but, the makeup of the kind of music that we sing um, anyway, at a funeral, at work, whatever. Like, what, what kind of things make up that music? Is it just, like, like a simple chorus that somebody would repeat as they they laboring, just yeah. digging up stuff? Is it, like, a very, like, intricate way of, of writing music and... And putting melodies together that we'd sing at a wedding or church or whatever, but, yeah. but just like a simple breakdown for somebody who's like, I mean, if they hear music and they think, let's say they think Miley Cyrus, for example, it's like, <laughs> why would I sing a Miley Cyrus song while while yeah. I'm working? Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Why are we even why are we even singing as we're working? So so like a, a simple
1: breakdown for
0: somebody who might be like, how does that look
1: like? Um, so I think uh, just with. Where the culture is now, there's been a huge change to uh, singing less words uh-huh. um, than than it was in the past. So previously, I grew up with my grandmother. I went to an African Methodist um, church, uh, AME church, and we used to sing full-on full on hymns. And that's the kind of th- the songs you'd sing at funerals as well. Yeah. Um... But at, at your weddings, you'd sing more chorals, upbeat kind of thing and, and yeah. dance on the streets and uh, just celebrate uh, this new union that the husband and wife and the families um, were about to get into. So, yeah, yeah just a, I think there's been a shift to singing short, uh, very upbeat, uh, very... Colourful things, you'd have to be immersed in the culture to understand yeah. um, that even if it's just the chorus, there's a, there's so much more meaning to to it that if you don't understand the culture, yeah. um, it just looks like three lines to you. Sure. But um, so much meaning is invested in the reading in between the lines, basically. So I don't know if that yeah. that's helpful. But um, yeah, a lot of concepts are... Um, invested in that so um. yeah because I, I would think
0: like I mean just my own experience as well so like I remember there was a guy who lived still lives there next door my grandmother's house yeah and they had like a gum boots, <laughs> uh group and yeah. so the guys would sing uh, but the, the consistent thing with all these songs so we, whether we had a funeral um, whether we had a wedding whether it's a celebration of a birth or whatever the deal may be yeah uh even with with like like people who would recite um with, let's call them songs for the sake of the conversation like mm. recite like our clan names yeah, and all that yeah. stuff the common thread was there were stories yeah yeah so so you can't you can't tell an entire story just with like a chorus yeah you know what i mean so so like like these songs were built around Uh, So when you think of for me personally, my clan names, it's like the history of where my clan comes from. Yeah, and so there was who was the first chief, what did he do, who killed him, da da da. Which which other tribes did we fight with, and whatever the deal may be. Yeah, but it was like very very poetic, very dense. S- stories were told. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't simplified.
1: But uh, just to interrupt, perhaps yeah. just n- not even just stories, but aspirations as well. Because yeah. I think of the uh, Settuanah culture, which I'm um, part of, yeah. so it's the stories of where you came from as a people. Um, it's often attached to a totem. Yeah. Um, often with aspirations as to like I'm the lion, therefore like this is us as, as, as a tribe, we aspire into to greatness. So it's stories that we tell ourselves um, about our history, but also our aspirations. Yeah. Um, so just thinking about even in the context of um, a funeral, it's meant to bring about comfort yeah. uh, to the family that's being uh, bereaved. Uh, and often there's a lot of uh, undertones of uh, a theology that we bring into uh, those songs. Uh, for instance, uh, a song like uh, it says hayo matata," which means when God is there, yeah. um, there are no troubles at all in in life. So it's a certain, um, I, I guess, and we would sing that at a funeral sure. uh, in the midst of um, problems. And, uh, I often don't know how to um, kind of grapple with it because yeah. it, it comes almost from a denial of the reality of of death um, yeah. kind of an aspiration of hope without uh, the solid gospel message as it were sure that well God is God is in control God is um, there's no trouble when he's there but actually there is <laughs> sure yeah sure. so how, how do we is there is there actual hope in the situation um but that seems to be the, the kind of songs that we sing yeah, and, yeah. and we trying to bring a message of hope into a situation that's very um uh, gloomy and um i guess bleak bleak yeah <laughs> sure um okay so
0: so yeah, so I think we, we just wanted to obviously establish um, the importance of why we're having this conversation and, yeah. and why anyone who's interested in, in hearing what, what we have to say should continue listening. Um, and so when we think of the, the actual question itself now, um, how, how can music engage the African mind with the gospel? I think start us off, where, where are we as a church when it yeah. comes to, to music music? Uh, a, a, in the African context, um, for for somebody who who is probably not even thinking about this conversation, yeah. um, if you can paint us a picture of where we are now as a as a church um, when yeah. it comes to music in light of the African mind, yeah,
1: that is such an ambitious task to do, but I'll try to <laughs> to, to do that. I think a lot of the. Uh, not mainline, but the, a lot of the popular gospel music in our s- South African context uh, really plays a huge role in shaping what we um, what we listen to. So uh, this is
0: outside the church, just on radio and
1: yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So a lot of people who call themselves gospel artists in um, in South Africa who might not necessarily be gospel people because we are a very um, traditionally Christian <laughs> country, yeah. so uh, there's a lot of people who who tap into the market um, of so-called gospel music and produce music that sometimes it's based on old hymns and they rework them, which is fantastic. Uh, sometimes they write songs which are great, uh, but sometimes they um, write choruses that sound Christian that sound Bible-based but they not well thought through. Hmm. Um, so I think it's a mixture of both. We still have a rich Christian heritage which people are drawing from. Lots of men and women in the Reformed tradition wrote really brilliant um, gospel songs that tell the story of who Jesus was, hmm. what he came to do, what it means to follow him. Um, and, and how how life looks like when he's king of of our lives. So there's a, still a lot of that, but um, having said that, there are a lot of people producing, a lot of artists producing and setting the tone for our culture um, that are not really themselves believers. Yeah. Even though they would claim that yeah, yeah, they, sure. They, sure. they're Christian. Totally um, agree on that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know if that kind of gives a picture maybe I should say more um,
0: yeah so so I mean I'm, I'm probably just reiterating what you're saying but part of how it looks now is the industry music industry yeah aka the gospel music industry is yeah. influencing the church yeah In the kind of music that we would sing on a Sunday yeah the kind of music that uh, Christians in churches would, would listen to yeah um and so it it seems like they yeah they they're creating the narrative the churches are
1: are, we catching up to that um we're following that yeah for good or bad reasons they got the money to um kind of bring out the best productions so without thinking about it um which are and we'll, I'll get back to this, because I think a lot of the things we just consumed without without thinking, and I think that's essential to even a, a conversation on music, yeah. that we seriously need to consider um, what we are singing. Uh, we seriously need to, to think about um, how music is affecting us, which I think we don't, we passively consume yeah. without putting a lot of thought, particularly as a church, on what it is that we're singing, and if it sounds great, there's a lot of pressure to yeah. um, to sing that or include that in your repertoire. So, so based on that
0: assess, uh, assessment, um, would you say that that currently where we sit as a church? Um, let me actually just ask the question directly: How's the theology from the music
1: that we consume from the industry? Um um it's <laughs> I don't want to sound like a prophet of gloom. As yeah. I said, I think half of it will be solid because it's based on traditional uh So the the,
0: the songs that they
1: remaking. Yeah, so okay. that's like okay. I think that's gold. Uh that's one of the beauties of coming from a country that uh that there was previously uh Christian where men and women thought of songs to write so mm. uh, and when this modern artist reworked it that's that's gold for us because we can take that and and use it but mm. in terms of the thinking I think we often even sing those solid songs without even thinking about the lyrics um, but because culturally we've sang this yeah it resonates with us therefore um, we don't even put much thought to to, uh, to it. Mm. So I think uh, the situation is bleak in the sense that even with the good stuff, we are not thinking about what the lyrics are actually saying, yeah. but it's often connected to a memory from my childhood or mm. from uh, days where I used to go to church, where I sang this with my grandmother or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, I th- in terms of thinking what i'm trying to say is we are not doing a lot of thinking on what we're singing and what is the meaning behind what we sing in. so as a church i don't think we're doing well at that we're yeah. more drawn to yo, this is either this is great um theology um therefore let's just sing without thinking that well maybe some people don't even think about the mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. theology mm-hmm. there maybe we should be producing songs that are still solid and modern oh, yeah. that kind of shake up people or on the on the other hand we have um, really thin but very good songs songs that are very good musically mm. that we just um, take in without putting thought into it so how do we change that so how do we
0: make sure that um um, the fifty percent that's there of, yeah, of songs that are uh, um, recreated, they put a contemporary spin to them, um, and we consuming that, bringing that into the church because the theology still um, is still there. Um, yeah. So how do we make sure that that our people actually think about it, and it's not a matter of yeah connecting it to experiences like you said. Yeah. So how do we correct that, um, and then how do we compensate for the other 50% where there isn't any? Mm. So the music is there, but, yeah.
1: but the theology isn't. Um, I think, I don't know if it was Biancato who said, let Christian Africans uh, be African Christians. Mm-hmm. And he emphasized a lot on um, thinking theologically as uh, as Africans, so I think if anything, One, we have to think um, Mm -hmm. and we have to be intentional about what we're choosing Uh, for pastors, uh, myself included. We need to be thinking about um, why we're choosing the songs we're choosing. Mm -hmm. We need to be, secondly, teaching people what it is that we are singing. Uh, Perhaps by making references to those songs or just to get them thinking to uh, how the lyrics connect to the Bible story of uh, creation, fall, redemption, uh, and the future glory that that awaits us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, b- making references to that. But I think the biggest thing is uh, we need a whole lot more artists who will creatively produce more songs that speak to the contemporary African. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's even a broad term, right? Uh, who Who is the contemporary? uh African mm. well it's not just the one size fits all the uh urban people so we need to reach those guys uh with a music that's fully African but fully expresses itself in uh who they are. Mm-hmm. Um there's Black uh, Africans who are um very traditional so we need more music that to be produced mm. that's well thought through um and that is deeply theological theologically sound mm-hmm. um yeah so i think th- think carefully uh produce good theologians who are going to raise con- congregations that think about what they are singing yeah. and not just consuming it thirdly we need to encourage a lot of uh good lyricists and good songwriters to Put um, put pen to paper and produce uh, mm. um, music that's very catchy, um, but also true to uh, the storyline of the of the Bible.
0: Yeah, it would seem to me just even from our conversation that um, we previously had Africans who. We're intentional about writing music, because mm. uh, mm. I mean, like I've always wondered to myself some of the the hymns that we sing now. Mm. I don't know who those authors are. Yeah, um, and it's it's hard to find. Yeah. um just on a Google search, you probably have to dig deeper. Yeah, but they're there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think of our own national anthem. I'm like, I know who wrote it. Yeah, um, and that that is a beautiful prayer. Yeah. Um, and and so clearly, there were Africans who were thinking through those lines and, yeah. and wanting to to put on um, uh, music for for the for the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, but like how we started the conversation, the responsibility moved from the church yeah. to the industry. Yeah. Um, because maybe some Christians who left the church and and started producing music yeah. just as a career, um, and maybe the church saw that as an easy way to just alleviate responsibility and yeah, let them yeah. do that. So so there is, a, I think, a strong call, like you just put it now, for, for churches to actually invest in, in the artists that are there, yeah, which yeah. I don't think is happening.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think I've never thought of it like that, that we're actually evading our responsibility to raise up those men and women. Yeah. We've kind of outsourced that to, yeah. um, to the music industry. And I think... Historically, that that hasn't been the case. It was yeah. missionaries who came in, embodied the culture, and wrote songs. Yeah. Um. Some of them were not even um, black Africans, and you read some of the mm. the lyrics, and you're like, wow, like this this is someone who lived in yeah. the Sesotho culture because nobody could know um what those words meant. Nobody could use pictures like that unless they were immersed yeah, in, the, in in the culture. Yeah. Uh, so I think, and that's key. That we always have to be contextualizing the gospel, yeah. yeah embracing tradition, but also bringing some new life with new uh, lyrics that get people to think. Yeah. Uh, because if something is new, then we, um, yeah, it hits us and yeah. we we think about it more than if it's just tradition.
0: So I w- I would ask you lastly, just on that, like, what have you done as a pastor um, to kind of do that what we just spoke about now yeah um, to God has brought artists into his body yeah um, and how have you utilized those gifts and in a sense empowered those artists because um, mm. if if we have alleviated responsibilities we've like um, not given empowered we haven't empowered those artists yeah um, so how, how have you done that or how are you plan on doing that if you haven't
1: Um, Shucks, that's a very good um, question, and I don't know if you want me to tap into our story and what we were doing. So I work under a church, I work under somebody um, who's senior to me, so I don't make all the decisions, Um, but there was a a point where we looked at where we are in Midland and thought about uh, the songs that we were singing and, and just realized that we needed to change the way we um, there are music uh, in a way that accommodates about 60% of the population of Midrand, But keeping in mind that it, it is a diverse church with um, people from different parts of Africa, mm. um, but also English-speaking white South Africans, Afrikaans-speaking white South Africans, coming into that context. Um, and so we were intentional about the kind of songs that we would choose, Uh, Most uh, half of them being uh, of local origin, Um, so we had old hymns that were revamped um, but also realizing that you can't sing a a whole hymn Mm. because people just don't follow, Mm. uh, even if they desire to sing it they can't speak kosa so it's a lot to take in uh, for somebody like that. Mm. So just thinking about cutting those old hymns and just singing a line or two from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great guy called Vusi who I think if you, yeah, if you want to invest in in uh, just good uh, lyrics, that that's someone who is immersed in um, culture, mm. who is producing music that's contemporary, but that's also very biblically based. That mm. tells the story of... Um, of the gospel in 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 just short ways so i think we got him to help us uh, for for some time uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was great to um to see him teaching us new songs and uh, and really yeah and i think it boils down to also paying those kind of people yeah um, because he that's his living that's his bread and butter and i think he's laboring for the kingdom and such a man um, should be eating from the kingdom, so, mm-hmm. uh, so in many ways we strive to, um, to remunerate him in a way that uh, yeah. that will glorify God and that will help him uh, raise his family because that's his bread and butter. Yeah, and not just see it as pay, we paying someone to do a job, but no, here's a man that we partnering with uh, who's passionate about what he's doing. Mm. Um, but who who also needs to eat? Yeah. So so if there's more that we could do, but those are one of the things that we we had to do um, to reach uh, new people to embody the culture, but also challenge it with uh, the message of uh, the risen Lord Jesus.
0: Amen. Um, just my last thing, and so it's a comment, and 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 I'd like to hear your last comments. But for me um i think what i've seen um at least the past couple of years um there hasn't been enough investment or thought thought put um into creating music yeah but but african churches um have have um empowered musicians so that hire guitarist uh, keyboardist yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. Um, and I think a lot of those guys have been drawn in, and so and so I make that comment just to say if you're listening, it don't we're not we're not particularly just ignoring that part and yeah, saying well yeah, there yeah, hasn't been yeah, anything yeah, done yeah. there has, yeah. but I think what we're saying is that um, we need to kind of get those guys who are already in. Yeah. How do we get them to create? And yeah. Don't hire a guy to come play a keyboard um, of a song that you got from the industry and yeah. it's just the same yeah. shallow stuff that's been regurgitated yeah, yeah, yeah. but how do we get those guys they're there mm. how do we get them to sit down collectively write songs yeah um, and i would say that let every local church do that so there's artists mm. i don't think you'd go to a church where there is even, at least one yeah. you know what i mean find that guy say yo here's the thing write music for us, for our context, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know the people here. Yeah, yeah. You know how we think. Blah, blah, blah. You love Jesus. You love the Bible. You love the gospel, mm. Right. Mm. right? And and let's get around those guys. Yeah. That would be my closing comments. I don't know if you have any.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, as you're saying, we need to constantly, in every area, um, be influencing culture. Uh, music is one of the for an African the biggest um places where where we can do that uh, okay. as a church, and I think not every church can have the resources to do that but if you um if you can to prioritize the firstly good theology mm. um, investing in that investing in our people uh to think to help them think critically about why they sing what they sing mm. um, but secondly also resourcing uh people with good theology to think about their context what would work for for johannesburg Mm. um if you think about the secular uh, culture well we have devon and it's kind of music Mm. uh, it works there uh, and it impacts the whole country but but what would be what would it look like for us to create music that sounds like wow this is uh, distinct to Midrand, and this speaks to someone who stays In it challenges them where they are Mm. uh, and speaks the message of jesus to them so i think we need to be resourcing good uh well-taught people to be contextualizing the gospel through through song and through music Mm. uh, and reaching the lost world uh, for christ so those would be my closing remarks
0: that's it from us thanks man
1: thank you